Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm Andy. And this is My Vagina Said What? what? It's episode one. We did it. We won. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. So we entered and won a contest. The search for the next great female podcasters from Seneca Women, iHeart, and Tongo. It is still so surreal. So thanks for being with us. This is our podcast. It's a conversation about women's bodies, and it's a place for us to share our stories, and we are here for it all. All the gross, the weird, the embarrassing, we want to hear it. Every week, we will be discussing what our vaginas are saying to us, what your vaginas are saying to you, and we will figure this shit out together. Or, or not. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> and when we say vaginas, we don't mean the anatomy. That is something we will definitely discuss in another episode. Um, we mean... For that one. Good. We mean the essence of a woman's body. The vagina is our womanhood. That feels very spiritual. Oh, good. It is spiritual. My vagina is very spiritual. Mine is not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So before we get started, let's uh, demonstrate a little bit of credibility for our listeners, Andy. Where do you think our vagina authority comes from? First, love that hard-hitting 60-minute style question, Chris. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And I did know you were going to ask me this, so I thought about it in the shower okay. today. And I think that our credibility, the everyday vagina, um, 
comes from us sharing our stories and it comes from us asking questions and it comes from not making things so weird or feel like our bodies are falling out. Do you remember the first time you had a blood clot in the shower? Oh, yes. I mean, what did you do? Oh, I picked it up and expected it. I I wanted to know what it was. It was terrifying. It was that, and hopefully our daughters will now know that happens and you can squish that down with your big toe. Or your fingers. Or your fingers. (laughs) (laughs) And plus, I just feel like I trust you. I trust myself. I trust women's instincts more than I trust doctors and Google. Oh, yeah. A woman's intuition is real. I truly believe that. Because back in the day, in the caveman times, men would hunt. And their natural instincts were cued in for that. We did not have to hunt. We still had our cycles back then. And we still have our cycles now. So therefore, we still have our natural instincts because we still cycle every month. And men, they don't. That is some deep ass vagina shit, Chris. I like that. Plus, I was calculating together. You and I have over 90 years of vagina experience together. Damn. And so I feel like our experience and our listeners' experience, right. all of us together, we're going to talk about it and we're going to share our stories together and learn from each other. Absolutely. That's what I'm talking about. Where do you think our vagina authority comes from? I don't know. Vagina and body talk have never been a private subject to me. All I need is like a receptive person to talk to, and then I'll end up having a conversation about what most people find embarrassing or private. And honestly, most of the women that I know talk to me openly about their vaginas and their bodies. I think I just give off this, you can talk to me about anything. Let's discuss it vibe. You do. And... (laughs) And you've always been down to talk about the dirty stuff with me. True. You talk to me about stuff that you wouldn't talk to your mom about. Very true. So do you remember how we met? I don't. I do. We were working at a radio station. You were in marketing. I was in sales. And I remember walking into your office and I saw you standing up with your arms on the top of a filing cabinet, legs spread open. (laughs) doing a full-on reenactment of the birth of your second son in front of a great group of people. (laughs) (laughs) And I was so impressed with that. And I just (laughs) fell in love with you right away. I don't exactly remember how we met. I just remember meeting you and thinking she's so sweet and delicate. She's got this sweet little voice. And then out would come these trucker sounds. You would loogie, you would burp. (laughs) Wait, time out. Okay. In my defense, I have a deviated septum. I'm so sorry. And allergies. I'm sorry about your deviated (laughs) septum. But what is your excuse for all the farting that you do? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Farting is like my kryptonite. It's just something I can't stand. And to be honest with you, you and my husband are the only people that fart around me where I don't get an attitude because (laughs) it's just, it's expected. (laughs) it's what you do well I just have always liked potty humor so (laughs) I think it goes back to that when I was a kid I had a friend over we were eating dinner in the kitchen 
And I farted at the dinner table and my mom sent me to eat in the basement <laughs> while my friend Laura had to sit and eat dinner with my family. Oh, no. <laughs> Farting at the dinner table is a definite no-no. <laughs> and I also remember we bonded over what terrible drivers we both are. Yeah, you're worse than me, though. Well, uh, you're still a bad driver. It doesn't matter who's worse. <laughs> that is true. I am a terrible driver. <laughs> we actually have matching dents in our bumpers. Mine is more like a hole with now white duct tape over it, and yours is a big dent. But oh. yes, they are on our Instagram page. Go check it out. Yes, they are. I have a big dent. And actually, that's like the third accident that I've had that has been all my fault. Yeah, I've had several my fault as well. No shame in that. But <laughs> you're still worse than me. <laughs> I don't care. I'm a bad driver. Sue me. <laughs> so truly, ever since we met 21 years ago, no topic has been off the table. And over the course of our friendship, we've never lived more than 20 minutes away from each other, still in Harrisburg, PA. We talk on the phone for hours mm -hmm. at a time. We listen to each other breathe a lot. <laughs> We vacation with our families and we see each other as often as possible, which is not easy with eight kids between us. So it's not a lot. <laughs> I also think it's an important flex to share that I know your ovulation schedule better than you, or at least I have in the past. Absolutely. I think that's a great flex. You would check in with me when I was ovulating and we would discuss how stretchy my discharge needed to be. <laughs> oh my gosh. Think, um, pointer finger to thumb. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and it really helped with the disappointment and stress of the fertility treatments. Just having you always check in on me. You don't know how much I relied on you for that support. It was so much harder than I thought it was going to be. And we would chat and laugh about the gross parts. I honestly couldn't have survived it without you. Well, you are my person too. You are who I think of first when I'm stuck in a porta potty with a blood stain and no toilet paper. <laughs> So, Andy, what do your parents think of my vagina say? What? Uh, well, it probably goes without saying that they aren't going to write about it in the annual Christmas letter, but they are proud of us for winning the contest. And my kids, they feel similar to my parents. They're proud of us, but they probably wish the topic was about gardening. <laughs> what about you? What is your family thinking? My husband, my kids, and my mom are not surprised by the topic. <laughs> I don't they, think anyone who knows you would be surprised that this would be something you would be doing. Absolutely. That's just how it goes. My daughter is a little embarrassed. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I tried to get her to listen and she did listen and will not give me any feedback whatsoever. <laughs> just says, yes, I listen. Her friends are super excited and can't wait to hear the show. Uh, I also have uh, my brother-in-law who is completely appalled and cannot understand why we would need to talk about this subject. And his wife is a thousand percent on board and Love loves it and cannot wait to hear the show. Andy, how did you first learn about your vagina? Couple different sources. I would say one of the most traumatic ones was the PTO sex class my mom took me to. Traumatic? <laughs> <laughs> it was outside of school and it was at a different school's library and we go up and there is my mom and all my classmates with their parents and we're all sitting around the library together and they're throwing up diagrams of penises on the projector and <laughs> I wanted 
to die. And I was so embarrassed that my friend's parents knew now that I knew what the penis diagram looked like. The whole <laughs> thing was just a mess. You were embarrassed about the penis so, diagram. Oh my, I was embarrassed about the whole thing. I remember just walking in being embarrassed that I was Aww. being dragged to this. Before it even started. Yes. <laughs> yes. Did they talk about sex? I can't remember. I remember more of the anatomy type stuff, but I do think they talked about sex. They did separate the parents from the kids. And I think that's when they did talk about it. And I was also humiliated because I thought my mom knows I'm over here getting a sex talk. <laughs> so it was, it was the pits. And then I want to say my second great source was the tampon pamphlet in the tampon box. I think that was a good source for all of us. Yeah. And that was one that I studied religiously. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? When did you first learn about your badge? I say I first started paying attention to my badge when I was about 16. I had started douching too frequently. I cannot believe you douched at 16. Well, it's what everyone in my environment was doing. Do you think your mom and grandmother were douching? I do. I think everyone was doing it at the time. So I was doing it too frequently. I was doing it about three times a week. So I would shower and then I would douche. I've never douched. How do you do it? Well, it's a bottle with a nozzle with holes in it and you stick it inside and you squirt and it cleanses you out. It's, it's vinegar and water. And so a douche is really just a, the bottle. Like if you buy it, you're just buying the bottle. It's a bottle. Yeah. You do buy it already mixed up. Oh. I, I, I had read somewhere that they also can have like iodine and, and other stuff in it, other chemicals and things oh. like that. Okay. But I think the ones that I was using were mostly just vinegar and water. Okay. But in any case, what happened was they gave me a massive yeast infection. So I went to the doctor and she says, you are not to douche. You do not need to douche. Your body cleans itself naturally. So after that, that's when I really started paying attention to what my vagina was talking about. Did you ever have the sex class in school? I probably did. I just don't remember it. Oh, I remember ours and it was in sixth grade again and they separated the boys from the girls and we had a nurse and they, it was an open question and answer session at the end of the, I don't know, talk or whatever. Mm -hmm. And all my friends in the class were asking me to ask the nurse questions because they were too embarrassed to, Aww. which is why we're here today. Right. You we were the speaker to, yeah, for the whole class. I was the speaker. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just seeing the correlation with that. <laughs> yeah. You here were, I am. Fast forward 30 years. Talking and here about I am. your vagina and you were the speaker for I'm the whole sixth grade class. <laughs> well, anyway, so I'm asking all these questions about periods and pads and tampons and wings. Come to find out, Mike Twining. I can't believe you said his <laughs> name. You're not going to say his name. Mike Twining came, was recording, excuse me, was recording the entire session in his desk. And I was freaked out. So I <laughs> went to the teacher and I told her about it. And, you know, she took the recorder away. And then for the rest of the school year, Mike Twining and all his friends called me Narc. Aw. I didn't even know what it meant. Oh, that is so sad. And I called my friend Casey, Narc's friend. I oh. mean, it was had some harsh ripples. Oh, that is terrible. <laughs> you should have let him listen to it. He probably thought he was going to hear about titties. And all he would have heard about was pads and wings. I know, you're right. And obviously, he probably wouldn't have even 
it would have been so muffled, but at the time, I just, I was picturing perfect clarity to my voice. Oh, that does sound super embarrassing. I'm sorry you went through that. Oh. Narc. <laughs> okay. That was a great story, Andy. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Again, I'm li- reliving the humiliation. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, in that case, let's just take a quick break and pay some bills. We'll be right back. Stick with us. We have a lot more to discuss. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. (laughs) You couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels. A story of California corruption on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, my name is Jay Shetty and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back. So, Andy, how did your parents teach you about sex growing up? You know, it's interesting. I grew up with a dad who was a former hippie, And people just walked around naked in my house. Really? Yeah. And until it got to the point where it was uncomfortable. So I've always been comfortable with my body, Mm -hmm. but I was always taught abstinence. And in fact, I ended up signing a declaration (laughs) to be a virgin until marriage. No way. (laughs) I did. I went to a Christian conference in Florida. I have later found out listening to other podcasts, that it, it was this purity movement that I was cut up in the 90s. But I was oh. a product of that. Your parents were really trying, though. Yeah. So we went to this conference, and I just remember there was this whole praise and worship session and then a speaker. And at the end, we were asked to come up and grab this index card oh, pledging my. our virginity. Did you get a purity ring? Oh, just just a little three by five, maybe like blue <laughs> index card. Do you still have the index no, card? <laughs> but there was thousands of people in line. So I got in line. I got my card. And I don't know. It's kind of weird. It felt like I was supposed to be feel shameful of my body. Aww. feel like I was carrying around this thing with me that could lead me to sin. And I don't know. I just didn't feel like my body really belonged to me necessarily. Aww. Kind of. Just in, just like it was a no-no to to ever engage in, in sex. Yeah, or to even think about it outside of marriage would be, you know. A sin. Yeah, yeah. What about you? What was your upbringing? Uh, mine was quite opposite, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my mother did walk around naked. Yeah. But she was not a hippie. She just is very, very open. Yeah. Like, I remember when I was about 14, I'm sitting at the breakfast table having breakfast, and she comes out completely naked as usual, sits down and says, oh my God, he tore me up last night. (laughs) I am appalled. And actually, I'm pretty used to this at this point. And I'm just like, I don't care. Go put a robe on. (laughs) You know, who cares? (laughs) Just please stop being naked. So in any case, sex was not uh, a quiet or shameful thing in my upbringing. We just kind of talked about it. I, I, I was learned, I learned that it is fun and something to be enjoyed. Needless to say, there's not anything I couldn't talk to my mom about. Right, right. And she's still pretty much the same <laughs> kind of explicit. Yeah. Oh yeah. She tells me way too much. 
All right. So we both are at the stage in life where we have daughters. Teenage daughters. Yeah. So what do you want her to know about her vagina that you didn't? Uh, There's a lot. (laughs) There's a lot that I didn't know and a lot that I still don't know. Um, I really want her to talk to me like my boys did. Like my boys would tell me anything. Stuff I honestly did not want to hear. Yeah, right. <laughs> but they were very open with me. And she's not. She doesn't really like to to open up to me. So I'm trying to get her to open up to me. Um, I'm trying to censor myself and not be as explicit as my mother. Uh, but I am still trying to be completely open with her. I want her to come to me uh, if she ever has any concerns or questions. And I want her to know her body, to know when something's off. Because even though we don't know exactly what's going on with our bodies, we know when it's not right. Yeah, we do know that. I think overall, I just want to train myself to be more open about my body and what's going on with my daughter and my boys. And I want her to feel like she can come to me and talk to me and ask questions and say the embarrassing things and know that I'm not going to walk away from that conversation or that I can't share in her stories too. Absolutely. We want them to know that we are here for them and that we've probably been through what they're going through. Overall, I just want to train myself to being more open about my body to my daughter. It took me forever to bring up the topic of periods with her. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why. I think you had to give me, I don't know, six, eight pep talks (laughs) leading up to that conversation. And finally, I remember it happened in a dressing room and she saw a tampon in my purse and Uh she asked what it was. And I was like, here's my moment. And I just kind of said it all. And then two days later, one of the kids needed a a tissue in the back seat of the car, one of the boys, and I handed him a panty liner. Okay. (laughs) So I went from like not knowing how to do it to like handing them panty liners in the car. (laughs) And obviously when you have a show called My Vagina Said, what? what? It kind of breaks down those barriers for those conversations. And hopefully this will open it up for your family as well. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that this will definitely make communicating with my daughter a little easier. And she likes the show. So again, no comments from her uh, other than it's okay, mom. <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear from you. What should we be discussing? What concerns do you have? What questions? What weird things are happening in your body? It's likely that they're happening to us too. Yeah. What weird thing has happened that you can't wait to tell someone else about? but you don't know who to talk to. Talk to us. That's us. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for listening to what our vaginas are saying. For questions, comments, or to let us know what your vagina is saying, email us at myvaginasaidwhat at gmail.com. DM and follow us on Instagram at hashtag myvaginasaidwhat. Listen, subscribe, and rate us on Seneca Women, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our vagina knowledge is based solely on our experience as vagina owners. Please see your doctor if you have any concerns about your vagina. What? Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.